You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. Welcome back. This is episode number 52 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast presented to you by Brandon Rendini Fitness.com. Brandon Rendini Fitness.com, where fitness and lifestyle go hand in hand. I am your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You and Stag Guy Rise back. What up? How you guys doing? Okay. Chris is grumpy. You wish me happy Father's Day right off the bat. Wow. Wow, not even getting the intros out, and he's just got to throw that in there. I'm like, just making sure. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there, least of all to Chris. Thank you. Is that why the Yankees have blue in their uniforms? That's why the Yankees always suck on Sundays. Is, don't they always suck on Sunday? Don't they always lose on a Sunday? I don't know. They've lost their last two Sunday games. The I Sunday- feel like every time I can sit home and relax like during the day and watch a game, they lose. Last two Sundays, they lost. Then they got rained out. Then they won. Then they won. Then they won. Then they won. <laughs> so they outside of so they they broke a streak of what one two three four five five straight Sunday wins by losing the last two Sunday games. Okay, you feel better now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so uh, we haven't spoken in a week. In that last week, the Yankees have gone four and three. We uh, came out with the last pod. Right before the finale of the Mets series, where they dropped a two nothing decision, and then they split with Washington, and then they just took three out of four from the Rays at home. So, I mean, what do you really want to hit on right here? What's important that we? I mean, it's been a week. We don't need to hit up every single game. What I mean, what do you want to go to? How? Uh, I think what's important here is that Domingo Herman. Uh, what, what was that Thursday night? Against Tampa, fell down quick one nothing. But hey, man, you know what? Career high. What do you have? Ten strikeouts. Let's just say all the all the pitching. I mean, how good has Yankee pitching been? Heading into the into today's game, the Yankees had a. I don't. I believe it was the entire staff. It might have just been limited to the I starters. Not, I think it was the entire staff had a one point nine seven ERA in June. It's crazy. And they're winning because they're pitching, because they're not, they're getting enough hitting, but they're not, they should be blowing a lot of these teams out of the water. They're, they're missing a lot of opportunities to score runs right now. Well, I don't know if you have anything else more to say about Herman, but I think, I think we have to break down a couple guys in the, in the offense because I'm kind of, kind of fed up with it now. Well, here's what I'll say about Herman. I was at the game on Thursday, and before you even get a chance to get settled into your chair, you know, first pitch home run, Yanks are down one nothing, and then you know what, man? Everybody likes to say, again, it was against the Rays, but come on, this is a major league ball club who has been playing above 500 baseball since the first 15 games of the season, and he he went out there and he he did his thing, man. I think his 
I honestly think that his spot is safe in this rotation right now. I don't disagree with you. Um, I I think everyone, top to bottom, outside of Sonny Gray, who has been a lot better of late, um, still gives me those inconsistent outings. You know, he he's at home, and he kind of blows up the game again the other day. Yeah, that's the the the, the uh, day before. That was Wednesday, right? Wednesday night, Sunny Gray. I mean, it took him what thirty plus pitches to get out of the first inning. He gives up only one run. The Yankees start building a picket fence. They go up three to one, and then he blows up in the fourth inning. Yeah, I mean, other than that, that was kind of a flukish home run he gave up to Soto. But you know what? He put himself in a bad spot by walking Murphy with two outs to allow that inning. In that well, you know what? Aaron started. Boone said that right away. He said that walk. Is what killed Sonny Gray. I said it to you too. I I you I hate hate walks with I hate walks to start innings and I hate walks with two outs and nobody on because they always lead to trouble. You can you know if there's a if there's a one out and you walk a guy you can oh you seem to be maybe sometimes get around that but to start an inning with nobody out and then with two outs and nobody on they always seem to lead to trouble when you walk a guy. Yeah. But I mean outside of him, top to bottom. I mean, how great have these performances been? CC Sabathia, not to not to jump to today, but I mean, CC Sabathia gave up three runs today, but he was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time, other than Sonny Gray, that I looked at an outing and said, "Wow, that was shit." I'm honestly, I mean, even Tanaka before he got hurt was throwing the ball a lot better. He he was really close get, to getting out of that inning today too, without allowing those two runs. That to was score. an O2 pitch, and he left it up a little really, bit. Really, it was O2. Yeah, but there was I, runners on second and third that inning. Nobody out, and he almost see. Got I out wasn't it. watching. I was listening at this point, but I thought I heard someone say that uh, there was a pitch that CC thought was a strike. I didn't catch the whole inning because you know it was it was Father's Day. It was at a barbecue, so it was in and out of the house watching the game. I. Saw him give up uh, the first three hits of the inning. Saw him settle down a little bit. And then the next time I popped my head in, it was 0-2 and I saw him give up the hit. So maybe there was something he wasn't thrilled. I don't know what he couldn't have been thrilled about. And it sounded like, uh, from what I was listening to, it sounded like Kay thought it was a strike too. It sounded like everyone was in agreement that it was a strike. And the umpire missed the call, but and I, that's then what I don't understand. it extended the inning. No, how did it extend the inning? I don't know. I, he gave up. He gave up three three consecutive hits to start the inning. Got the next two batters out, and then he gave up a hit on an O two pitch to, to score one run. To score two runs. Yeah, I'm talking about the time when he gave up the one. Oh, run. and the, I, I wasn't the, the third that hit trade. that scored the first run. Yes. I didn't see the yeah, whole at-bat, so that's okay, now I understand what you're saying. I thought you – that's what I'm saying. How could he extend in a bat when he gave up a hit on an 0-2 pitch? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Uh, I'm just looking at past box scores, and without going too deep into anything, the last not good start the Yankees have gotten, I would say, was in June, on June 2nd uh, when Tanaka won that game in Baltimore and he gave up what, five – he would have given up five runs over five innings or something like that. So okay. it's been it's still so not well, terrible. No, but I you mean, so, four runs and five and a third. Yes, yeah, four okay. runs and five and a third. So you've gone, excluding Sonny's last start, you've gone what, sixteen days getting quality starts out of your starters. That's crazy. Every day, 
And this isn't the first stretch that the Yankees starting pitching has done this. I mean, to start the year, uh, once they got out of that rough patch after they were 9-9, nine and nine, I, the pitching really settled in when they went on that winning streak. And they were phenomenal. Then they kind of came back down to earth for a while, and now they're just lights out again. You know what? The Yankees have the best winning percentage in baseball, not because of their offense. Their offense is outside of the home runs. But you they're, know what? They're, they're pretty bad. Not really. Don't they lead the league in, like, everything? It, but doesn't it kind of blow your mind? Because I agree with you. Watching every game, watching every single pitch like we do, this offense frustrates me. And it shouldn't. But they're still, like, they're still leading in every category, I They feel should like. have put this, this guy, uh... The hell! Will, oh, they should have. They, they should have. They should have put this guy to bed in the first inning. Today. They should have. What? What the hell was his name? Wilmer. Wilmer. Uh, Font. Wilmer Font. Yeah, guy he, came in with. He a, beat them before. He's he, beaten them before. He came into the game with an eight eight four ERA. Yeah, and it sucks to watch CC take a loss on a game like today because he really. I mean, we got back to back starts with our pitcher going into going the eighth, into the eighth yeah. inning. Sevy throws eight yesterday, and CC, you know, seven, what, seven and two-thirds today? Yeah. Couldn't get through that eighth inning. Uh, but, I mean, what that does for this bullpen, especially with this doubleheader, whatever you want to call it, tomorrow. I mean, with all the rainouts and everything, it's that's big. Well, that's- the Yankees, speak tomorrow, the Yankees have to go, or so we're recording Sunday night, you'll hear, you know, pop up Monday morning, so you'll probably listen to this before the Yankees complete uh, the Washington series. They're going to pick up in the bottom of the sixth inning, tied at three. So the Yankees are going to have to get, you hope, four innings out of the bullpen because six, seven, eight, and then you want to pitch a bottom of the ninth because it means you're winning the game, right? Right. So you're hoping, you're thinking the Yankees are getting four innings out of the bullpen in game one tomorrow, and then you don't know what Sonny's going to give you. So you might have to, you might be... In a situation where you might need to get eight or nine innings from out of your bullpen tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. So for the Yankees to only have to get is two that and two. Is that what Boone's going to do? He's going to mix and match for that? I mean, what are you, you're not going to put a starter in tomorrow to start the game? That's what I, was, I mean, I was kind of shocked to see Adam Warren today. I thought that mm. would have been a nice spot for Warren to come in and kind of. I think they'll go with Green. See if he can yeah. give you a few innings, you know? Yeah, but I think that deep into the game, I think he's probably looking at it like uh, yeah. like a five-inning start at that point. And yeah, you're kind of hoping that you can get a run, you know, pretty early on once that game resumes. And if you hold, you know, bottom of the six, you hold them, then you got three innings to score, then you're late into the game. So just to clarify things, because Tyler Austin got sent down before Friday's game when Jonathan Loisica or Loisiga, depending. No, it's Loisiga. Depending on who you listen to. Well, lasagna. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny lasagna. lasagna. That's what I'm calling him. Uh, to make room for him on the roster, Tyler Olson got sent to AAA. All right. We've seen that move coming for a while now. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, ironically, he was the entire offense in that suspended game. I was game. thinking that. I was thinking that, like, if it wasn't for him, they would have lost. They would have lost that game because he had that fifth inning. Uh, was that in. the home run or was that the sack fly? No, he drove in all three runs on. No, home. I know that. No, but he had a two-run home run and a solo shot I, in that game. 
It wasn't two home runs. Yeah, he had two home runs really? in that game. Yeah. Wow. So is he going to come back tomorrow? No, he's not. I mean, unless there's an injury, he can't come back. No. And the Yankees are allowed do, to replace him. And the Yankees are, oh, allowed, are allowed to replace, to replace yeah. him. Though. And it doesn't have to be somebody that was on the roster during that game. So Greg Bird can play first base tomorrow. And another thing I we weren't sure on is it doesn't count as a substitution. So the Yankees still have – I think they substituted Gardner in the pinch hit for the pitcher at some point in that game. Mm-hmm. So they don't lose another player for putting somebody in for Tyler Austin. All right. So just to – I know I've seen some people asking us that on Facebook and Twitter. So – if you haven't caught up on that, just to get that out of the way there. <clears throat> Yankees third ranked offense so far this year. Yeah, okay. And behind so Houston they don't suck. And but I mean, they don't suck. Christian. They've also played they're, be, they're behind the two other elite teams. They've played, what, five less I, games, six less yeah, games? I'm with you. I agree with you. But we can't sit here and say that their offense sucks because they clearly don't. Are they? But, but here's the scary thing. They're underperforming. They are underperforming, and that's why it feels like they suck because these guys are severely underperforming. Imagine if they weren't. Imagine if they weren't. You'd probably deduct 10 losses right now from this from this friggin' team. How crazy is that? I think today was their third or fourth loss. Third. Third loss when they allowed three or Third. less runs, and two of those losses have occurred within seven days of each other. Yeah, it's that's. I mean, that's not a good thing. But everyone has to remember something. This team is not always going to be on top of their game. Every team, especially in baseball, goes through a rough patch. Their goal is to to minimize it as much as they possibly can. And the fact that this team still hasn't lost three games in a row is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And that's what good teams do. You're not going to win every game, but you have to minimize the damage. And it's something that the team last year couldn't do. And if they could do it, they probably would have won the division. Can you agree with that? What? If they could have... Stop yeah, the bleeding I mean, they on the West Coast. Eight game, what did they have a seven, eight game nine, losing streak? I think, nine, whatever it was. Eight or nine on the West Coast that killed their entire it was season. A really bad stretch. I mean, it didn't kill their entire season. Uh, yeah, I think it did because they lost the division by two games. And imagine if they won it. Yeah, they probably still would have lost in Game Seven of the ALCS. I disagree oh, because well. you probably have Luis Severino a little bit fresher and a little bit more confident. Not throwing in that wild card game, and you blew through your bullpen, and you saw them tire out. You can't say that a team that lost in Game Seven of the LCS blew their entire season with a nine-game losing streak in June. And I'm sorry, wouldn't the Yankees have played the Astros in the first round if that were the case? So they would have lost in the ALDS. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. Look, you can't go back and say, oh, well, they... But they had a great season last year. They did. So, we're talking about 2018 right now. And the underperformance of some of the offense. Go ahead. One of those guys being Giancarlo Stan. I mean, come on. It's it's mid-June. Get off your ass and let's go. Not saying he's having a miserable season, but no, he's having, this guy he's having a miserable season. This is what's ha- this is where I'm having issues now because the the entire offense you've seen over the last few days has struggled, 
And he's coming up in big spots where he could really have broken games open, and he's not. And that's now when he's starting to bother me. And I looked at my grandfather. He was there. I looked at him today on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. I looked at him, and I said, I know you're, first of all, Christian, I know you get to kill me mid-pod because I bet my life that the Yankees (laughs) would win. But I bet my life again, and I got to keep my life. With my grandfather because I I bet my life on a, what was it, 3-2 to Stanton at the end of the game. That it would be a friggin' awful slider, two feet off the plate, and he would swing at it like a friggin' idiot. And and he did. So do you want me to spare your life because your grandpa did? Yeah. I'll think about it. Let's see how this pod goes. Ryan, what what are your thoughts? Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, how frustrating is it? Yeah, it is. He looks so How lost. frustrating is that pitch? Just stop fucking swinging at it. You know what? It... O'Neal said it today. He's got to. He's got to change his stance. He, he did. He it. say that. He said it today. He's got to change his stance. He's too closed off. He cannot reach the 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 sliders on the outside part of the plate. And not only that, it's the ninety-seven mile an hour fastballs on the inside part of the he plate. He can't reach. And then he it. Can't yeah, adjust he can't, to the and slider. He can't adjust. Yeah. So okay. then change it. I mean, let's go. All right, so what do you do? You you wait till the All Star break and you just take that week and break it down, or you, or you try to do something right now? I mean, what is it? What, what do you have to lose at this point? I mean, what's he gonna do? All right, what, so what has he got? What's he got? Sixteen home runs right now. He's got sixteen. All right, so I looked up some stats today because I did post a tweet today, and again, I'm not gonna I'm not defending John Carl Stanton anymore. When you guys wanted to boo him in April, that was uncalled for. Absolutely. And we defended him. We said, let the guy break in to New York. And now we're here mid-June. Okay, you want to you wanna let the dog loose on him? I'm not going to boo him personally, but if you want to, you have every right Chris to. Chris and I are going to be at the stadium on Tuesday to catch the uh, to catch the Yanks against the Mariners. I mean, if he strikes out, the bases loaded to end the game. I'm probably going to throw some on the field, but I'm not going to boo him. But I'll probably wish, like, I'll probably wish death on him. I won't mean it. Fully, but you throw that around way too yeah. much. I don't care. You're I'm like, not that powerful. I hope, I hope this power, I hope this person dies. Yeah, I hope he fucking dies. Yep, I'm not that powerful. Clearly, clearly. So when I say it, yeah, nothing happens. No one left. <laughs> when I say it, nothing happens. You put. You couldn't even put his fist through a piece of construction paper earlier. <laughs> it's not my fault. When no. I say it, nothing happens. So, uh, yeah, that's where my brain goes, and that's I'm a little extreme with it, but I'm passionate. A little. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so what we were, oh, so, you know, like, you guys want to boom, you want to rip them, we're not going to fight you on it anymore, it is what it is, but, I have to be fair, I looked at some numbers today, and he hit 21 home runs, 7 home runs each month, April, May, and June last year. So he finished June with 21 home runs. So it's not inconceivable to think he could reach tw- hit four more home runs the rest of the month. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is kind of, but I say he hits two tops. But still, that's not. But then, all the, in July and August, he hit a combined 30 home runs. I know. So is his hot streak coming? Yeah, everyone keeps saying July, but but then you have to think of this like, all right, I'm watching a guy right who I'm not saying that anything got to his head. Like, that this has been too much for him. But at some point, you gotta be like, it has to, I don't care, you're not, you're not friggin', you're not a robot. It has to be in your mind somewhere that, like, we're waiting for this. 
I think he. Knows, I, I think he's waiting like he's for lost. it. I feel like I feel like he's too lost still to really break out. And I think you might be right about this stance. I think maybe that's it. Look, when we saw it in spring training, we all thought it was a good idea because he would fart and hit a home run. Yeah. with his power. But it's a it's become a real detriment to him. And I'm not a major league hitting coach. I I hit 276 in my best year in JV baseball. So what do I really know about hitting? JV doesn't count anyway. So well, there you go. So you might as well throw I that went stat over, out the window. You know, I had enough at bats to qualify for a varsity letter. I had zero hits, but you know. So what do I again? So what do I know? But I've watched enough baseball in the course of my life where I've never seen a guy this good change his stance so drastically. They were saying that he had it last year. Yeah, but it's much more pronounced yeah, this it is, year. it is, it is. And another thing, too, is uh, scouts have had, a, had time now to maybe figure out that stance. At first, it could have been something new and tough to adjust. But uh, Right. Know. I'm some jerk-off who watches on his couch, and I figured it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Throw him an outside slider. Right? And that's it? Would you ever throw him anything else? This is my exact tweet today. If I was a manager and my pitcher threw anything but a breaking ball away to Stan, I'd probably yank him off the mound by his neck. Yeah, that's... Did you see one of his at-bats against Blake Snell? It was two dirt curveballs bouncing and he front hits of the plate. And he, and, he, and he hits lefties. And he was swinging lefties. at him. Just horrible pitches. His pitch recognition is atrocious. But... It's so weird because when he does hit home runs, like a lot of them are on slower curveballs where I'm shocked he's able to keep his hands back enough to still drill it. And in my head, I'm like that. I forget when it was. It was it was this past week when he hit one of those home runs and he hit it. And I was like, that's a great sign from Stanton because. He kept his hands back. He recognized that curveball. I think it was even on an 0-2 count. And he hit the crap out of it. And then it's like the next at bat. He's back to swinging a shit. Well, what did I say to you? In the, was it? I think it was the Mets series. One of those games he had three hits. And I said, he's getting just warm enough for you to think yeah. that he's going to break out of it before he falls in the toilet again. And what yeah. has he done? Fell right his home run yesterday was the first home run he hit in Yankee Stadium in over a month. May 13th, he was and the last hit, time he hit a home run in Yankee Stadium. We, which we, is almost impossible to comprehend that John Carl Stan is not hitting home runs at home. Listen, we realistically talked about this guy possibly hitting 70 home runs this year because of how many games he gets to play at Yankee Stadium. So is this stance supposed to help him at this stadium? Because clearly it isn't. I think he should go back to trying to pull the ball. Maybe he should. Because guess what? Left field isn't that deep. You mean to tell me he couldn't? He could he'll crush the left field wall. And you don't think that... And, and and if he's more open, you don't think he can still reach the pitch on the outside and drive it over to the yes, right field wall? absolutely. I mean, Judge has been... I mean, Aaron Judge seems to not have a problem with doing things like that. Let's go, man. This guy's got to start up. Another quick thing I want to touch on too. Before, just let me just get this out about Stanton before uh, before we move on here, because then we got a lot of tweets about how he's he hits garbage pitching and blah blah blah, and he's not good in close and late situations. Well, they break down close and late situations in like eight different categories: high leverage, low leverage, you know, and then like down by one run, down by two runs. So there, if you if you look at any one of those specific instances some of them he hits really well in 
and other ones he doesn't. So does that mean that he's not a clutch player? No, they're just smaller sample sizes where when the Marlins were down by one last year, he hit 284. But when they were tied, he hit 184. So does that mean he's not clutch or he doesn't show up in big spots? No, right? I no. mean, no, because they break down the numbers so drastically in all these different scenarios. But what the one thing that I saw that really stood out in my mind, and I told you this before we went on the show here, and I want to put this on here, that he played in 159 games last year. Mm-hmm. And the Marlins went 76-83 and 83 in those 159 games. In Stanton's 76 wins last year, he hit 380 with 41 home runs and 96 runs batted in. But in his 83 losses, he hit 183 with 18 home runs and 36 runs batted in. So clearly, he had a a major impact on wins last year. Yes, um, it's a honestly, I don't care what team you're on, that is a shocking stat. It really is. But he also played on a team that really didn't have it. Are offense. we so again? This is what we talked about last last week, two weeks ago, about quantifying things guys do based on where they're playing, who they're playing against. It's still... An, an, the guy hit 380 with 41 home runs and wins last year. No, it it it's a big statement. It's a big, big statement. And that's exactly... And you can't say they didn't have an offense because they did. They had Kristen Yelich. They had D. Gordon. Who else did they trade this year? Pa, uh, not Pablo Azuna. Marcel, was yeah, it Marcelo Azuna? They had other offensive... But, G, uh, Real Mutos there was, right? Yeah, Real Mutos. They had Muto. other offensive options but on this is, team. But this was my point before when I said if these guys weren't underperforming, they might have 10 more wins right now, 10 less losses. Prado, I think he was stepping up for them last year. Yeah, Mar- yeah he was there. So they, it's not like they were void of offense last year. No, I no, they listen. Had a decent offense. They had no Giancarlo pit. Stanton is an impact player. What's an impact player? Exactly what you just read off. And he's just not. He hasn't been that guy yet. So is it coming though? Is it coming? I don't see it. I texted you this. I texted you this. Right. I don't know if I'm being irrational. I don't know if I'm just overly frustrated with him. I just don't see a guy who was on the the cusp of a massive hot streak. I just don't. I don't. It's I, fair because if you just look at the numbers, I have I have hope. But like we said a hundred times, we didn't watch this guy John play Carlos every day. is the Mets. He's the Mets. He's right so he's fucking terrible? <laughs> no, he's the Mets. He gets going, makes you hopeful, has a big game here and there, might be turning the corner, and then boom, shits the bed for a week. And each time he starts to creep closer, he's just a little bit further behind. So that's who he's been to me right now. And I'm waiting for it to stop. And when it does, this offense is going to be absolutely unstoppable. Here's other guys that we got to look at. Aaron Judge, Tuesday, Thursday night when I was at the stadium, I posted his home road splits. It's it's mind-boggling, and it's not an aberration this year because he was the same way last year. The only difference between this year and last year is that he gets on base about 50% of the time at home as compared to about 28% of the time on the road. Last year it was a little bit more even where he was on base about 44% of the time at home and about 40% on the road. That's a big split. That's a big split, and I wonder what it is. 
So yeah, I've said and I've said this before. I like the fact that your guys are better at home. I know you play eighty one eighty one. Somebody made that point, but you play more of your you play more games in your home ballpark. So yeah, but something better like to on be, base percentage is is more pitch recognition to me. So maybe you could make the just, argument that he's seen seeing the, the ball, ball better, better at home. Yeah, better at home, but. I can't imagine there's that big of a difference in other stadiums that he that it would be that drastic of a change. I don't know how many more home games the Yankees have played, but he has double the amount of hits at home than he does on the road this year, Aaron Judge. 46 hits at home, 23 on the road. Yeah, I, I think they've been uh, double the fairly amount of home runs, 12-6. I think they've been fairly even. Uh, Here it is. Here's home and road games. RBI triple the amount. This was Thursday. This was during Thursday's game. I tweeted this, so it's probably it's, it's, the home numbers have changed. In 2018, Aaron Judge is a 348 hitter at Yankee Stadium, 197 on the road. Twelve of his 18 home runs have come at Yankee Stadium. And did they play less home games at the time? Yeah, I believe so. I think it was 49 home games at the time. And here's and here's the exact number. This was. During Thursday's game. This is the most startling split of all. 493 OBP at Yankee Stadium, 280 on the road. That's incredible. That's crazy. Because here's his numbers from last year. 2017, he had 33 of his 52 home runs on the road. I mean at home. So obviously we knew he had hit way more home runs at home. His average in the Bronx was 312 compared to 256 on the road. But the OBP... Was a lot more comparable last year. 440 at home, 404 on the road. So, what's the big difference for him not drawing walks on the road this year? I don't know. Yeah, they, play, they played 37 at home, 30 on the road. Yeah, and you can look at his numbers, and overall they look they look okay. What's he hitting? 280, 18 home runs, and 40. Having a great year. He's having a good year. He's having a great year. No, I wouldn't say great because he has not carried this team yet. He carried his team at several different points last year. He and I don't want to knock Aaron Judge. I love Aaron Judge, but he has not put this team on his back yet this year. I don't think anyone outside of Didi and April and Duhar and and Torres have. I, honestly, think about a lot of the Yankee wins. They you go right back to Andujar and Torres. These two kids have put this team on their back. And you don't notice it because Andrew Hart's come up with a couple of big home runs. I mean, uh, Glaber Torres has come up with a couple of big home runs. He's but slumping. He, he's in a slump. He's down to what, 283, 284 right now? Torres is such an easy hitter to tell when he's slumping because he is so good at recognizing bad pitches when he's on that you can immediately tell when he's in a slump. He swung at some shit pitches today in a big spot where you thought – you know, it's Torres. I'm excited. 283? Thought he was going to say 283. Yeah. But you don't think about it because he hits the big home run on Thursday. Then he hit another home run. Did he hit? When did he hit another home run? Did he hit one yesterday? Or did he hit one in Johnny Lasagna's game? Johnny Lasagna's game. So, yeah. So he hits a couple big home runs. So you don't really think about it. But he's struggling right now. Bird is still not flapping his wings the way he needs to be. Yeah. And Boone's been playing with him in the lineup a little bit. So he drops him one night. He gets a home run and a double. And then he pulls a complete Joe Girardi move and doesn't start it the next day. Yeah. But, I mean, the number one guy who needs to turn it around, and it looks like he he's starting to. Is? 
Gary Sanchez. Until he had the most atrocious at-bat today. He did. He did. But I think he's turning the corner. I do. It was Friday's game. He bust the game open in the eighth with that big double. Uh, that was a good sign from him going the other way. Because when he's two-pull happy, he's in, he's in a bad yeah. spot. And then he hits a bomb to dead center yesterday, which backed up Stanton's home run, which was another good sign from him. But then, you know, then he has a game like today where he just has no, I don't know what it is with him where, dude, you could play bounce pitch with him and he would swing at it and and look like he's blind and stupid at all at the same time. Yeah. But Gary's got to turn around. He's got to start. He can't be hitting 190 in June. I'm sorry. Even even you want to say all the things about Stan, the dude's still hitting 240. And he's he's still got more home runs and more RBIs. So then who? Then Sanchez. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You so, can't be hitting 190 in June. You can't be Gary Sanchez and hitting 190 in June. Now, not and, when not when you're more than capable of being a 300 hitter. And this is and this is everybody's. This is everybody's favorite thing. Send him down to AAA. Send him down to AAA. Is that the answer? No. Is that really the answer? He's your future. Why does everyone just love to give up on a guy when he's struggling? Because I'm going to tell you this right now. You're not going to love Austin Romine when he has to become the starting catcher. Of course not. And anyone who thinks otherwise is a fucking idiot. And I'll say it right now. Because let me tell you something. Go back on all the Yankee groups that were on on Facebook and stuff. Go back to when Tyler Austin was on fire. Go back and read how many people said we should trade Greg Bird, Tyler Austin's the guy, and I had to comment on every one like an idiot saying, guys, I'm not knocking Tyler Austin. I love the kid, but I promise you, you're not going to be saying this in two weeks when he's hitting 200. Give it a break. Greg Bird is a much better player than him. And now all of a sudden everyone wants Tyler Austin gone. They want him traded. They want him this. He sucks. I'd rather have Chris Carter. I've seen everything. <laughs> I don't think. But you've this seen was that the one. guy. This was the guy that was supposed to replace Greg Bird because he was hitting 300 over a span of five games. Right. I cannot stand it. And when I see that, I want to lash out. But think about what the Twins just did with Miguel Sano. They sent him all the way to single A. That wasn't because he was sucking that bad. No, it was because it he was, was strategic. Because, because he of was where how, they he, were. There, he's also playing terrible. Also terrible. terrible. Not as bad as Gary Sanchez. No. His numbers weren't as he's got you, less homers and less yeah, RBI. Yeah, they were far from Gary Sanchez. Batting average. Two, yeah, Gary's hitting what one ninety two with thirteen. That was before his last at bat. He had so. a lot of strikeouts too. So no. So and and if you read Brian Hulk's book, which I which I still have to finish the last sixty pages. I don't know what the hell's taking me so damn long, but I read the chapter where the Yankees were trying to decide, and they were scouting Sano and Sanchez at the same exact time, and they were trying to figure out what was the guy they were going to sign and they chose Sanchez because of his power was a pr- was going to be a premium at catcher whereas they projected Snow to be what well, I think they projected him to be like a corner outfielder mm. so now these guys are these are two guys in a similar class they're very comparable to each other the Yankees were vying for both of them and one guy gets sent all the way down to AAA in the same single season. A. You're right, single A. In the same season, the same guy, the guy that was chosen over him, is hitting 192 or whatever the hell it is. 
So it would it would it complete? I don't think the Yankees would do it because that's not that that just would be against Aaron Boone's philosophy of how he deals with his guys. But come, would it really shock you if he got sent to AAA to go work on some things? It would blow my mind. It would blow my mind. It would absolutely blow my mind. Isn't he leading catchers in all star votes? He is. He would be. I'm sorry, Gary Sanchez is past that now. He's past it now. And I would think so if it wasn't for the Sano situation also. Mm. I'm just bringing that up because of what I know about the two of them being comparable and coming up at the same time and the fact that... Come on now. No. You, no? He's past it. He's past it. This is a guy... You know, I'm not knocking the Twins here because they, they made the wild card game. But this is a guy who was your catcher into Game 7 of the ALCS on a team that had no right being there. You don't just send someone like that down at this point. What kind of a message is that? I'm sorry. No. You just don't. You let him work through it here. You continue to be Aaron Boone, the guy who has confidence, genuine confidence in his players, and you keep throwing him out there, and he keeps telling him how how well he's going to do, and you watch him break through it. Because you know what? He kept saying it for days and days and days. Guys. It's just I, a bump in the road. Got, no. He said, guys, Dylan Batances is going to be great again. Dylan Batances is going to be dominant again. And now look at Dylan Who was Batances. player of the week this, this week? Dylan Batances. Dylan Batances is maybe as good as he's ever been right now. People were saying uh, on the fan – People who are very close to the team watching him uh, every game he's been out there. Probably the best he's looked as a Yankee. I can't disagree with that. Pumping at 99-100 with that hook? Come on. He hasn't hasn't a lot of running. He's back to being unhittable. He hasn't a lot of running. What, 10 games? 11 games now? I mean, the walks are still a little high, but his strikeout totals are ridiculous. They're double the innings, which... You just expect that of him at this point. He hasn't allowed a run since May 23rd. It's crazy. So, you know, yeah, it is what it is with this offense right now. There's a lot of guys struggling, but they're still winning ball games. So, I mean, how much are you really going to hang your hat on on things? You just... As long as they keep winning. As long as they keep winning series. As long as they keep winning four-game series against the Rays, I'm fine. So, one guy we, we skipped over when we were talking about the pitching that we wanted to get into a little bit here was... How, how how are we going to say... Isaac. That's Lo-I- how it's said. But the Yankees put out a pronunciation video. That, that is the pronunciation. Is Loisiga. No. Loisiga. Why don't we just call him Johnny Lasagna? Can we all agree on that? Yeah, that's what I, I would that. And I think Didi missed a boat on it by not putting out the plate of spaghetti as his emoji. Yeah, he should have. Because yeah. isn't that his nickname? Johnny Lasagna? Yeah. yeah he went by he said, Yeah, he said that people call him that because they just don't know how to pronounce his name. Loisiga. So... What are your thoughts on his uh, major league debut? I thought he was electric, man. He, I didn't, he, but I didn't know. Did you know he threw that hard? Yeah, I knew. I well, I didn't know he was going to throw ninety-seven. Some I, of us I read fucking mid-90s. scouting reports. And I heard mid nineties, but he was hitting ninety-seven. I heard he topped out at ninety-seven. Okay, so in my head, topping out at ninety-seven and a guy who throws a lot of strikes. Coming into the big leagues, I was expecting ninety-four, ninety-five. No, I, I would, and I, he pumped ninety-eight. He did. Topping out at 97, man, I thought he would sit around 96 most of the evening. Not even. That's what I thought. 
And and then he comes out there first inning pumping 98 with this sick changeup. And, and he's got a great curveball, too. And a curveball. that a splitter that, that dropped that? No, it was a changeup. That's a changeup? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And, and when I saw that, I was like, wow, this kid's electric, man. And you hope his next time out that he's a little more calm so you could see the – the guy who pounds the strike zone that we've that we've heard we're gonna chalk that up to nerves those four walks but it's just funny though because that was the scouting report on him was that he pounds his own pounds his own four walks in 45 (laughs) innings in the minor leagues four walks walks in one game and then the first guy he faces was a walk yep and then I tweeted that, and everybody and got like, "Leave him alone, leave him alone." And then, but I put the hashtag. That's He's a base- kid. I put the hashtag. That's baseball, Susan. Because come on, now isn't that the most the most ironic thing that the guy's basically up here because. He's uh he throw the Yankees said he throws a lot of strikes and he walks the first batter that he faces. But I was super impressed with him on Friday night. I was, and you know what? Just because we're talking about the Twitter universe, can I just say one thing? Like, I don't even want to talk about it. Okay. I just want to say one thing. Go ahead. If you're a Yankee fan and you think that Ronald Torres is not the best utility guy in Major League Baseball and isn't valuable to this team, and you think anyone is better for the job than him, you are not a fucking fan. You are a fucking moron. And if you're listening to this podcast and I just secluded you, you can stop listening now. Because I don't want you listening to this podcast because you don't know anything about baseball. Because I am so sick of all the people fighting us that Ronald Torres sucks and that Brandon Drury should be in his spot. If you think Ronald Torres sucks and he's not valuable to this team, you are a moron. And I don't even want you listening to this podcast. End of rant. Okay? So Fair? Jo- so <laughs> Is that fair? He First of all, you're the one that told me I was going to have a heart attack last night. Yeah, and then I really <laughs> read everything and I flipped. I flipped. Because... I, I had no idea where it came from. All of a sudden, it just blew up our Twitter of people bashing Ronald Torres. And why? I, honestly, if you, if you, okay, if you want to sit here and say, maybe Drury should get, be given a chance and blah, 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 but don't in the same breath say Torres sucks or that Torres is a bum. Because then you're just clueless. Because then people throw stats at us, a negative defensive zone rating or whatever the fuck that's is supposed Go to mean. screw me. yourself. Or that he, he only hits singles or he has a whatever. Oh, that was the fight I had with the kid last night. He's a better hitter. Drew's a better hitter. Uh, douchebag. <laughs> Torres has a better batting average than him now. He had a better batting average than him last year. Well... Hitting is so much more than batting. Not when you make a blanket statement like he's a much better hitter than Torres. First of all, what no, you gotta, he's not. What you got to understand about Ronald Torres is some guys are about numbers and some guys aren't about numbers. Yeah, and, and you know what, Torres does have the numbers though too. He yeah. does, but and he's beyond that. Some guys are more about role. Yeah, and look, could the Yankees have survived last year? Didi missed a month. Castro missed several weeks, months. If you add it up. Therese hit 292 filling in for those guys. I don't care that he didn't hit for a lot of power. I don't care that he didn't hit for, he didn't walk a lot. The guy didn't embarrass himself in the field and he and he represented himself well at the plate. Oh, so then I'm I'm fighting with this guy, right? This moron who is probably just laughing at me because he probably doesn't even know what he's saying. There was three of them. They they like they all cycled. 
And he goes, so I came back at him and I said, well, when you make a blanket statement, like Drury's a much better hitter, batting average is what I'm going to throw at you, right? Because that's the first stat. That is the first stat you base who's a better hitter on. Okay. Then he goes, well, I'm talking about all the extra base hits because Torres only hits singles. Then I said, oh, you're, if you were fighting me on who has more pop in their bat and you want to tell me Jury does because of the extra base hits, that's a different argument. I will concede that argument. But don't fucking tell me that Brandon Jury's a much better hitter and then not look at the stats. Here's, here's where I look at it. For the role that Ronald Torres is in. People don't know what that means. A guy that plays maybe once a week gets maybe 15, 20 at-bats in a month. They probably still can't comprehend what you're saying, but keep you going. You mean to tell me that Brandon Drury would be able to do that role? I'm not saying that Brandon Drury doesn't belong on this roster right now because he probably does. But who are you gonna? what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to... Ex- now, Brandon Drury, who's already complaining about being in the minor leagues. Yeah, well, he's going to supplant someone every, once every week and a half. He's going to play, yeah, what's he going to do? He's going to play second base every eight to nine days? Right. Or he's going to play third base every ten days? And he's going to be okay with that? No, he's probably not going to be okay with getting 20 at-bats in a week. And who's to say he's going to come up here and hit 330 playing, getting 20 (laughs) at-bats in a week? So then I'm trying to argue with the guy because he's like, I told him what Therese's role was on this team and he's like, He's like, well, Drury had the same role, idiot, in Arizona. I go, no, Brandon Drury played in 135 games last year, blah, blah, blah. His response back to me was, that's because he was so good that the Diamondbacks were like, yeah, we got to put him in the lineup. So you're a fucking moron. That's what you are. You're a moron I because his, you're not understanding our point. I think his favorite, my favorite comment that came back was that uh, he's – Something about his height. Right? Oh, 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 right. <laughs> right. That was the end of the argument for me. Because I, I, I let it go after that one. Uh, if he was if he was six feet tall, we wouldn't even like him. He's trash. He's right. It's his height. that That's why I love Ronald Therese. Because he's tiny and cute. And the mole gets me going. Does it? Love it. You, uh, it, it I could see how that would excite yep. you. Tiny short and a mole. Ryan, you got anything to add to this? I'm I'm looking at Drury's stats from last year. He played in the same amount of games every single month, so it wasn't because he got good is why he played a lot <laughs> right. of games. No, he was he played twenty on, plus yeah, every he, single month. Yeah, he was he was more or less a Zobrist type for them, but he played mm-hmm. the majority of his games. And I, and I'll say second, this again: right? Ben Zobrist is a utility player. He's an everyday player, though. Ronald Torres right. is a bench utility guy. Yes, there's a huge, there's a huge difference. difference. <laughs> one plays every day, one doesn't. Yeah. Really? I That's mean, it. Ronald Torres doesn't know what day you're he's going to wake you're up. You're not comparing apples to apples by saying, well, Ronald Torres plays five games a week, so Brandon Drury would be an upgrade at five days a week. Yeah, probably. Right. I said that. I said, but he's. But you're not. You're comparing a guy that should be playing close to every day to a guy that plays maybe once every two weeks. Right. And who comes in, doesn't ever complain, and gets two hits and makes a good play in the field and then goes back on the bench and for another always, two weeks. And he always makes an impact every game that he plays. It's but like he, comparing a starting pitcher to a relief pitcher. Yeah. I, I agree. 
You're right. And ask Aaron Judge who you'd rather have on a team, Ronald Torres or Brandon Drury. Yeah. So, okay. Are we done here? Sorry. I'm sorry because I'm the one who's talking about a quicker show today. But I had to get it out there. I thought it was good content, and I really wanted to fucking say that. So, and John, I'm angry. Johnny Lasagna. Can we wrap up what we were saying about I him? Just, I'm excited to see his next start. I'm not going to jump for joy just yet, but from what I saw, he was electric. And I'm very excited to see him go so back out there. So, are you less mad now that he got to start over Justice Sheffield? Because you were pretty pissed off about uh, that. No, I'm still kind of angry about it. I'm still kind of angry about it. But the Yankees make moves... You know, with with intention, I'm starting to really honestly believe that Justice Sheffield might be traded. No, I don't no. know, man. I don't think so. Come I don't on. know. Then why isn't he up? Why aren't we? Why aren't we seeing? I told if he's the guy this year because I think I told you this already. I don't know if I said it on the air or in a text. The Yankees specifically mentioned, uh, Loisica, Louis, whatever the. F- Whatever his goddamn name is. Johnny Lasagna, they specifically mentioned his ability to pound the zone and throw strikes. What has been one of the major knocks on Justice Sheffield right now in his development? He needs to learn better command of his fastball. So if you're the Yankees, if you're the Yankees, you feel more comfortable bringing up a guy that has better command of the strike zone. That's the biggest load of bullshit. Just like Brandon Drury needs a little bit more time in the minors. And I told you that was bullshit, He too. doesn't need any more time in the minors. He's killing. No, he's hitting. Was he hitting? Like 900 down there right now? He's got like 40 straight games of getting on base. Him and Clint Frazier, if, if they could file a grievance with the union, they probably should. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I think that's all bullshit. Um, I mean, here's how I think of it, right? What are they? Tell me what. So if the Yankees are going to make a statement like that, where's their statement that tells us what being in the minor leagues is helping him pound the zone more? If he still isn't there, but he's throwing shutouts, right? He's That's throwing shutouts, for, but he's throwing shutouts. I mean, he's he's fucking killing it down there. So what? You could throw shutouts and still uh, give up yeah. a lot of walks. He threw a uh, hundred innings in a row without giving up a run, but he's not throwing enough strikes. So we're going to call up Jonathan Loisiga from Triple A or Double A. It's bullshit. If they if they're maybe masking the fact that they just don't want to risk calling him up, fine. But don't sit here and tell me it's because he doesn't pound the zone like Loisiga. Because guess what? He still came up and walked four guys and he pitched great. And you're telling yeah, me maybe Justice Sheffield, Sheffield can't walked, do that too? Maybe he would have walked eight guys. Come on. I just think they're not trying to rush it. They're, they have the time. They okay. have the arms to supplement and I, when guys go down. And so I agree with you. It. And I agree with you. But here's my point. There's no more like, there's no more like, oh, maybe he'll be ready in a couple years. We've all seen how how quickly the window closes in baseball. And the Yankees window is wide open right now. Wide open. So if you're not ready right now, you're not that valuable to me. You're not. That's just a dumb comment. Why is that a dumb because comment? The because you can just... fucking call this guy up and he could be dominant. The window's starting to open right now. Yeah, but so if he's if he's gonna if the Yankees have plans for him to be a major player in 2019, which is next season, he's worthless right now, so let's just get him the fuck out of the organization. If he can if you could trade him for a dominant major league proven pitcher right now when you won't even call this kid up. To see what he's got right now, 
A guy that would put you over the top to win the World Series, you wouldn't trade him? Yeah, if you're telling me I could get Jacob DeGrom or Max Scherzer for Justin Sheffield. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd do it. That's what I'm saying. You're saying he's worthless to you if he's not ready to pitch in the major leagues this year. I didn't say he's worthless. What did you say? I said if you're not ready right now, I will get rid of you (laughs) for the right price. For the right, he's not untouchable to me because I don't care what he's going to be in three so years. So if your kid is reading at a second grade level in the third grade, he's not progressing at the level that he should be. Let's get rid of him. You're not Let's get under- another kid in here. You're Let's not- bring somebody up from the minors. If you told me, if you told me that Jacob Degrom could come here for Justice Sheffield, but Jacob Degrom was only going to be dominant for one or two years for me, I'm still getting Jacob Degrom. Yeah, because within these one yes. or two years. Yes. The Yankees are going to be the best team in baseball. And that's what I keep trying to tell you in any trade that they're, they're going to make, that the Yan- that these windows don't stay open forever. That's all I'm trying to say. So what is the harm if the Yankees are this close right now just seeing what this kid's got? I don't care what he has in 2019 just yet. I care what he has right now. But if be- you're not going to get – so here's the point. They're not trading him, Okay. Because they're only going to trade him if they're going to get a legit ace stud That's exactly pitcher what back. I just said. Okay? So, if they don't feel that he's ready for the major leagues this year, but he'll be ready next year, what are you going to bring him up here for? What good does that do to, for anybody? And it's not like Loisiga came up here and took a giant shit on the mound. He pitched five shutout innings. But he's ready, right? But he's ready. Well, he's not as risky. He Why? Was a, What's the risk? Because he's not a top-level prospect. <gasps> but who cares? What's the risk? If he came up here and shit the bed, okay, we took a flyer on this guy. He didn't pan out. And then we send him back, and he needs work. Now, Justin Sheffield is your top prospect. If you're going to show the world that your top prospect is not ready for the bright lights, then you got a problem. What if we did that with every guy? Didn't people have questions if Torres was, Torres was ready? Yeah. And, and look what he did. <laughs> So all I'm saying is, why can't we make that that because that the decision Yankees are with much, a guy to fill a spot that we need the most? The Yankees are way they have a way different philosophy about the way they handle their pitching prospects versus the way they handle their everyday players. I understand. I get it. Wow, he he came off that ledge quick there. I get it. I'm not <laughs> being nice. irrational. I understand the Yankees' philosophy. I'm just trying to fight it. That's all. All right. Stop fighting here for a second uh, because we got to bring him in real quick today because the Yankees were in the Bronx this afternoon. Danny's got to hit up Holly Hill for some cake for Father's Day before going back up north to play a game and a half in Washington. But, you know, the house just rattled. So the the, uh, Brett Jet is parked outside. I think he's coming up the window. God damn it, Guardy. Oh, hey guys. Bro, we're not 16 and dating in high school, I man. You can kn- use the door. I thought uh, your knee was hurting. Man. <laughs> yeah, well, it felt pretty good there. The oh, God, guys. Three so, from the last 20. Can I get the sponsorship out of the way before yeah, you start guess, running your mouth over there? The Guardy Report is brought to you by We're All Tied Up. Visit We're All Tied Up on Instagram for your custom wreaths. Uh, get your Yankee wreath, get your Mets wreath, and burn it. Meth? Meth wreath. Meth wreath. You know what? They'll make you a Heisenberg wreath. They will. They will make you a Heisenberg wreath. Blue meth. All right, Gardy, how you doing, buddy? Not good. I know, buddy. We we didn't see you in the lineup today. We were saying, hey, you know what? Righty's pitching. So uh, 
What's the deal with Guardy? Then we saw Meredith get the scoop after the game that you had yeah, a little. I told her. You little... gave Meredith the scoop? Yeah, I texted it to her. <laughs> My right knee hurts. <laughs> What's that? What do you think that's from? I don't know, man. I think it might just be old age. I got right knee inflammation. That's what my doctor said. <laughs> Gonna sit, take it easy, and uh, just keep the ice on it. Is is um? So you got this little right knee inflammation here, uh, but you did say earlier in the week you were looking to play three or four more years. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> three or four more months. That's it. Well, I'm not getting that. They're not going to pick up that team option unless this knee gets down. Uh, it's bigger than my head. <laughs> my head's huge. Cardi, we need you, man. We need yeah, you back at the top of the lineup. I'm just I'm putting the ice back on every 15 minutes, on and off, on and off. It's gone down a lot, and uh, you know we'll see. I'll be back. Left knee's good. Left knee's great. It's right. actually feeling the best it's ever felt. Can I, let me ask you something. Did you tip off the Cleveland Indians? Because in their uh, campaign to get some of their outfielders' votes, they came out with a video that says, Aaron Judge steals candy from little kids. Wow. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. I, I voted for Brantley because of it. <laughs> Your kids are they're still, damn right. They're still not over this. I showed my kids the video. They're like, that's true. So it's Father's Day, Guardy, so you're heading down there to... Yeah, I'm about to hop back on a brett jet. I'm going to go back down there to Holy Hill and uh, light up some fireworks. I had some extra ones, and uh, me and the kids, we're going to light up some fireworks. Are you having cake or cookies? We're having cake and cookies. <laughs> and candy? <laughs> and a bunch of candy. No judge allowed! So are you having ice cream cake? Yeah, we're going to have vanilla ice cream cake and uh, some chocolate chip Do you get cookies. hard ice cream cake down in Holly yeah, Hill? Yeah, like, we like it extra hard down there in Holly Hill. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we just we, 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 freeze, we eat it right out of the freezer to make sure it's, uh, it doesn't soften up at all right away. All nice right. And hard. Thanks, Gary. can you use the door, please? Because you took my, uh, my storm drain down. You want me to down, use the you? window again? No, because you, t- you knocked right. the storm drain down, you yeah, jerk well, off. That's old. Sorry. I didn't I'll replace it. it. Thank you. Thanks, Cardi. Take it easy, guys. All right. Hey, maybe maybe me being on the pottle get get me out of my slump. It seems like every time you come on, you you. That's do the only well. reason why I'm here. Thanks. <laughs> it's a great pod. Thanks, Cardi. I'll be back again. Let's go, Yanks. All right, Cardi. Take it easy, guys. <laughs> uh, that was the train wreck of a Guardi report. That was so bad. Uh, thank you for coming on, Guardi. Uh, Again, brought to you by We're All Tied Up. Check them out on Instagram. All right, so uh, before we wrap up episode 52, you just want to get to know. CC Sabathia. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Other guys to wear number 52 include the immortal Joe Borowski in 1997, uh, Jose Contreras, that jerk off ward in 2003 and 2004. Uh, the immortal pitching coach of the New York Mets, Dave Island, also wore it when he was here with wow. the Yankees. Joe Girardi wore it when he was bench coach in 2005. <laughs> bench uh, player. Otis Nixon, remember him? He was a Yankee. Yeah. He wore number 52. And uh, David Weathers, part of that dynasty bullpen. Who was the last one you said? Who? David one. Weathers. Otis Nixon? Oh, yeah. I haven't heard of him. David <laughs> Weathers wore it in 97. Uh, and uh, Luis Viscaino actually wore it in 2007 when he made a reappearance with the really? Yankees. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. All right, so the last thing we're going to talk about today since we saw the Rays this last week was their uh, opener. 
It's such a disgrace to baseball. The, I like it. The, what they're doing is such a disgrace to baseball. I, I know it. Ryan would like it. Yeah, he's he's a he's a true millennial. I've I've been saying this is going to be the future of baseball for a while now. No, he he really has. <clears throat> he said uh, bull, the bullpen will be the future of, of the game. There I won't be starters understand. anymore. Here's, here's what I never really fully understood about until we actually saw a Rays game the other day. Is they bring a starter in mm-hmm. after the opener comes in. Hold on. But here's my thing, right? So it's not like it's a complete bullpen game. They start with a reliever and then go to a friggin' starter. Yeah, Here's my thing. It. Here's my thing, though. They do it because statistics show that the first inning is, is pitchers have the highest ERA yeah, in, in it, right? The first inning, yes. So they bring in a guy who's a specialist at coming into games, being ready, getting through that one inning, pounding the zone, getting guys out, and being done, right? But then the starter comes in. And wouldn't you say that maybe the first inning is a high ERA for pitchers because they're not fully in their groove yet? So all you're doing is moving that to the second inning. How many times have we seen top-level guys get nicked for a run or two in the first inning? Right. And then they Even settle the down couple. and they're dominant because so they're not, trying to find out what's working for it's them. It's not isolated to that inning. It's more attached to the pitcher. It's and, more attached to the starting pitcher. And if you looked at the stats going into yesterday's game, the opener had like a 7-7 seven, seven ERA, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. and the next guy in had like a 3-8-4 ERA. Yeah. And yeah. they keep that opener in. If he looks good, like today, Font was probably only supposed to go two innings, but he looked really well, good. Well, they so said they kept he could give them up to 60 pitches, which he, I think he gave him a little bit more yeah, today. Yeah, so. So, so he's more of a... Me. So he's a starter. He's more of a starter than uh, Ryan Stanek mm-hmm. is... So stupid. Do you think now? This is, I posted a poll on our Twitter. Where I bet you Major League Baseball is like paying them to do this, and majority of people <laughs> definitely voted that it doesn't bother them at all. Which it, it doesn't bother me because it's a fucking raise. I don't care what they do. But then I asked for you know, you know your vote, and then you know specify it so we could have some discussion points on air today, and. Here's what somebody brought up that I found very interesting. The Rays were at the forefront of the shift, and now everybody shifts. Are they changing the that way? That was also Madden, who's a well-respected manager in the game. I don't really respect him. No, I can't stand him, but he is. He's it, Born out of the Rays organization. Okay? It was born out of the Rays organization. Okay. Are they at the forefront of something now? No. Is Dallin Batanza going to start a game, go <laughs> no. inning in a third, and then Sonny Gray is going to come in? Shit, no. I hope not. What would you do if Aaron Boone did that? I'd be, as long as they won the game, man, that's all I care about. So you'd be okay if the Yankees have implemented this philosophy? As long as it, it was helping them, fine. I don't see how so it So it doesn't could. bother you then? It, it's I not- just told you it didn't bother me. I just thought it was stupid. I, it doesn't bother me. I don't give a shit what the Rays do. I don't care. I no, but I'm saying I care if the Yankees the, if the start Yankees to do, do it. it and they start losing games and Aaron Boone keeps doing it even though they're losing, yes, it's going to bother me. If he does it and they continue to win, he can take a shit in the on the mound when he goes and changes a pitcher. I don't care as long as they keep winning. That's all I care about. So you want Boone to dookie on the mound <laughs> if it becomes a good luck thing? I I've say I say this a million times, and I think it's one of the most genius things I've ever come up with. Oh boy! A great manager does not necessarily win games for his team. 
but a great manager minimizes how many games he loses for his team. Joe Girardi, in my opinion, as great as some people think he he was, and and I got to give credit where credit's due, he was much better than I ever said. Come on, the guy averaged 91 wins. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he was great. But I just felt that if he didn't make some of the moves he did, those teams would have been a lot better, a lot more successful. And I felt like he lost a lot of games for the Yankees. I just did. That's I, some of those teams. I see. I can't. I don't want to get into a big thing over Joe Girardi right now because fuck him. He's dead to me. <laughs> we got a booner. This is a raun- this is a raunchy podcast today. I well, like it though. But Father's the, Day. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Right. We haven't spoken to each other in a well. We haven't had a pot in a week. It's Ryan true. thinks he's Johnny fucking Hotshot over there. Now he can talk out of his own microphone. I got my own mic. I got a new computer from my wife. Yeah. Beautiful Father's Day gift. Thank you. Love you. She's not listening. No, definitely not. No, <clears throat> because we haven't said anything mean about her. But if we say something mean about her, well, no, I'll go home and she'll say, Did you "Talk about me," and then if I say yes, she'll listen to it. Probably I right caught away. her red-handed at Starbucks the other yeah, day. I heard. Yeah, I heard. You're welcome. You don't watch what my wife is doing, but I make sure your wife is in line at all times. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> she, the funniest thing, though, is she's like. How do you know where I am? And she's literally down the street from my house. Totally oblivious to it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean, like, <laughs> you just have the right to stalk her because she's right down the street. <laughs> what do you mean? You're five blocks from my house. You don't think I know where you are? It's still creepy. No, it's not. It's still fucking creepy. I would appreciate it very much it's if you thought. Like, it's not like Starbucks is across the Starbucks street. Drive. It's, it's like not Starbucks. a fucking drive. It's on my way home. <laughs> highway and then like what did you do you pulled over and you like saw her car and you made sure it was her and then texted her no i kind of fucking creepy man now you just took it into a whole nother level oh man no let's wrap it up huh no you're dirt you're being a dirtbag now i was just make i was just being a good good friend and making sure that everything was on the up and up here not that i would ever think anything wouldn't be but you know as friends you're just keeping her in line you're making sure she's ordering that culotta like she told me she was. Yeah. Actually, it was peach iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Let's wrap this where up. Where the hell did we go right now? I don't know. Who cares? The opener. It's stupid. I hope the Yankees don't do it. But if they do, as long as they win, I don't care. Done. Ryan loves it. I He's a millennial. It, I mean... <laughs> You look at the future, a lot of organizations are going to have guys that throw 98 plus. You're going to have a lot of strong guys that throw quick innings. Maybe it's the future. Maybe. You know, if you want to show up at my wife's school tomorrow, I wouldn't care. Okay. I want to make sure she's not uh, hanging around with the music teacher, right? Okay, yeah, but it's a little different situation if... A fat thirty-year-old shows up at a school with with a bunch of like eight-year-olds, and I'm like peeping through the window. I'll get arrested for that. Well, your one of your closest friends is a cop at that school. That's true. So you might be able to get I can away get with in it. There. You can get in there. I got you, bro. All right, thank you. All right, <laughs> thanks. All right. Anyway, let's wrap this show up before we both get divorced and have restraining orders put on us. Um. Tomorrow night, the Yanks head to Washington to complete the suspended game and make up <clears throat> the uh, other rain out so we can finally maybe start closing a gap on the six games the Red Sox have played yeah. in hand. Um, the Yankees have to start 
And the bottom of the sixth inning tied at three. Uh, obviously, that's going to be a bullpen situation. Uh, thinking Ryan's probably right with Chad Green, probably going to start that yeah. off there. And then Sonny Gray is going to start the the uh, Como se llama, the uh, the full game half hour after the suspended game completes. And then the Yankees have to come back home. So they were home for six. They got a day off, but then they got to travel. And then they're home for three more for Seattle. <clears throat> yeah, that was supposed to be their longest home stretch of the season, but it got interrupted. And with, Chris and I yeah. will be there Tuesday for who's pitching. That is a TBD game for the Yankees who I don't. Herman, maybe? I don't know. Um, Herman? Yeah. I think so. Yep. Yeah, because he didn't. Didn't Herman back up Sonny last? Yeah, he backed up Sonny last time. So, yeah, I don't know why it's TBD. I don't know, because maybe they didn't know who they were going to throw that first game. If it's definitely going to be a bullpen guy, so who knows? Actually, the Yankees haven't listed any starters for the Seattle series, but I would imagine it would probably go Herman, <clears throat> uh, Lasagna, and uh, Sevy because that's Sevy. the way. Yeah. But here's uh, here's just one quick thing about Seattle. They're having a great season this year without Robinson Cano, which is a, which is insane. That you would think they've been doing it, better since he got suspended and hurt. Uh, they only fell out of first place because the uh, Astros are on an 10, 11, oh, 11, 11 game now. winning streak, which but, is crazy because the Mariners really kept up with them. Yeah, and they're 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 seven and three in their last ten. And they're only a game out, so they fell out of first place today. So, I mean, that's crazy that they're playing this well. And here's why. Because they're not getting anything from Robinson Cano, which you would figure they'd had to if they were going to compete. But Felix Hernandez has a 5.44 yeah, year rate this year. I know, year. it's crazy. But James Paxton is picked but up. But do you really expect King Felix to be dominant still? No, but not to a 5.44. No, it's just interesting that if you told me the Mariners were going to be good this year before the season started, I would have said Felix is having a great year, and so is Cano. Oh, and yeah. Those two Absolutely. are not the bright spots. No, that's 100%. I mean, for them, for for someone to say that to you, you're right. That's the first two things that you, that you ramble about that have to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to try to get back here Thursday because the Yankees are playing a 105 getaway day game against Seattle. So we'll try to get back here to wrap up the Seattle series. And then they're on the road for six in Tampa and then in the the land of brotherly cockroaches. Where's that? Philadelphia. Mm, nice. Yeah. I say it all the time. I know Ryan's going to get mad. I know he's going to get mad. You ever go to Citizens Bank Park, though? No. Gorgeous. That if Sylvester Stallone did not decide that Rocky Balboa was going to be from Philadelphia, that that city would have ceased to fucking exist 40 years ago, okay? It is a cesspool in a piece of shit town in a blight on America. That's rough. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Great cheesesteak, though. Yeah. Pats or Geno's? Uh, Geno's. Yeah. I've never been to either. Really? Yeah, I was gonna go. You're an Eagles fan. I was gonna go once, but something something happened. Blame a woman. It was. All right, so we'll do that. All right, so go Eagles. uh, Go birds. Birds. How about bird? How about bird wakes up? How about bird just? Let's do that. That's what I want this week. What? I want a big week out of Greg Bird. Gregory Bird. Gregory Paul Bird. Let's do it. How you guys feeling? Time to go home. Actually, yeah, I, Red Sox I really won. need to get home. Nine three. 
Red Sox won today. So the Yanks lead in, in the loss column is down to three. Oh. Did Rodriguez pitch again? Like they score so many runs when that guy pitches. Yeah, he's like twenty and zero with a seven ERA. It's this guy. Crazy. I don't think it's that high, but him and Leak pitched today, and Leak had the same thing. All right. All right. So uh, thank you for listening to episode fifty-two of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Um, please check out the description of this pod for the links to our social media accounts and to our website. And um, Snack Guy Rye, how you doing, buddy? Got anything you want to say before we go home? Happy Father's Day. Thank you. To everybody. It was all Not to just me. just Chris. Just to Chris. Patrick, happy Father's Day, Patrick. Patty. Do they celebrate over there? <laughs> Do they celebrate Father's Day Definitely. in England? Definitely. Ireland? Definitely. 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 Can we do, we got to do a voicemail show. He's got to come on. All right. Next weekend show. We'll try to set that up. All right. All right. Um, so, again, thank you. That's it from me. So, Chris. I kind of like you. Say goodbye. Bye.